Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Number 12, I'm going to start at verse number 11 through 10. Very familiar story, amen. Paul, amen, speaking here. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect to weak in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, to per, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, this morning for your word, for the worship, God, for the move of God that we felt in here this morning. Still feel asking you, Lord, to move upon us and bring our minds together. Lord, help me this morning and anoint my lips of clay that I might be an encouragement and a strength, Lord, to your people this morning. That, Lord, they'll go away from here differently than they came in, Lord. To be encouraged and strengthened by the word of God. Lord God, in Jesus' name, I need the anointing. Lord, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. Lord, we want people to go away from here free this morning. Feeling your presence. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And you can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to revisit an old subject from way back middle church that God began to deal with me even several weeks ago that I needed to revisit during one of these times while pastor was gone, amen, and maybe change some things and just, I want to I encourage and strengthen you this morning. I want to minister on this subject, accepting the thorn, accepting the thorn. I know that sounds bad. But there is a thorn in every one of our lives. There, there is a time that we are going to embellish the thorn. It's going to happen. We're not going to go through life without a thorn or two. Man, I, know, I remember as a child uh, living in the country and getting those thorns in my foot. And they, were, they, weren't, they, they weren't, it didn't feel good. It was uh, those things pricking you and I always hated, you know, because I knew if I went to mom, she was going to grab that thing and yank it, you know, or prob probably one of my older brothers before I ever got there. And that hurt, you know, but it only hurt for a little bit, man. I want you to know that God is on your side this morning when you're going through trials and tests, amen, that if you're going through the thorns, then the Lord is going to help you through the thorns, it has been said that the Lord needs our weakness more than he needs our strength. Amen. And our strength is often his rival. Amen. And our weakness, his servant. Amen. 
drawing on his resources, if you please, and showing forth his glory. When we, when we began to let the Lord have our weakness, come on, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I don't have a lot of strength, you know, when it comes to that. I, you know, I, I, I just got to lean on the Lord because I realize that the quicker that I can become weak in him, then the strength is going to come. Hallelujah. It's also been said that man's extremity is God's opportunity. And man's security is Satan's opportunity. And, and we've got to really be careful because I don't, I don't want to grow to the place that I think I'm secure. I, I, I don't want to ever get to the place that I feel like I can make it without the Lord. That, that I have got everything I need to make it and I do if I'll depend on him. But I, I know that it's in our flesh that we want to hold on to the strength, fleshly strength, as long as we can. Amen. We want to make it as long as we can. In fact, it seems like instead of actually praying when a condition comes, that we'll hold on just as long as we can before we bring it to God. But I've learned after many years that it's best if I can just bring it to God first and it don't get as near as bad if I'll just give it to Him first. Amen. Hallelujah. It's, it's a lot better sometimes when I just accept the Lord's uh, plan for my life and say, okay, God, I know it's a thorn and it, it don't feel good, but I accept, Lord, what you've brought my way because I know in that that you're going to bring deliverance to me. Hallelujah. Why is it that we think we are the only ones going through trials? Why is that? And that ours are always bigger than anybody else's. Nobody else has ever been there. I, you know, it's, I believe it was Brother Frederick who was talking about the other night that, you know, sick people, they just want to, they, they even almost argue over who's the sickest, you know. One wants to be sicker than the other. Who's ever heard of anybody wanting to be sicker than the other fella? Yet we're, we're in this place and we want everybody to think that we've gone through things that you have never, ever imagined. Well, I'm going to tell you, we've all got our sorrows. We've all got our headaches. Come on. And troubles and things that we deal with every day. And your problems are just as bad as mine and mine is bad as yours because he's not. The Bible said he wouldn't put any more on any of us than we can bear. So, amen. There may be some that can bear more than others, but the problem to you is just as great as the other person's is to them. They're not big and small problems. They're all just problems in God's eyes. Hallelujah. Many times we have looked at life as unfair to us. Anybody ever done that? Well, why, Lord, did you do this to me? I just don't understand. God, here I am. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm trying to live right. I'm going to church, and I'm, I'm trying to do right. And, Lord, you spill all this on me. I don't understand why you do it to me. Well, the truth is, and, and, and Sister McGee and I were just the other day. In fact, I think it was just yesterday or maybe, you know, and, and, uh, and she, she come up with this question. I've done it before, too. You know, said, man, I still understand this. And I said, dear, it rains on the just and the unjust. Come on. Alike, it rains on us all. But the difference between the just and the unjust is we've got a God that we can turn to. Oh, Brother Terry, that we can hand our problems to. The, oh, we can put them in his hand. And the Bible said no man can pluck us out of his hand. I like that part of it. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I must remind you that every life 
has an element of sorrow. It may not be publicized, but believe me, it's there. Sometimes, even behind the most radiant of lives, we find the most bitter of testing, glory. Many times the life that is most used of God is at the same time the most violently assailed. Those, I won't ever forget, his, his favorite words, J.H. Osborne, and, and I'd written them down, and I've used them, and I've used them, and I've used them. But he said, those that God uses greatly will be hurt deeply. Oh, hallelujah. I've thought of the different times, and, and I read through Scripture, Brother Terry, and I find that those men that were used of God, amen, were also went through the most trials. They went through the biggest heartaches. Uh, hallelujah. They were shipwrecked. Come on. Hallelujah. There was, there was many of them that were tortured. Hallelujah. For the glory of God. May I tell you this morning that we may have not been tortured, but we have been through some problems. But I want to tell you, my Bible said it's going to grow worse and worse. Let me tell you, if you're looking for a let up, it's only in Christ that you're going to have that let up. It's going to take him, amen, to make it better for you. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I hope you're feeling encouraged already. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Too, too many times we look at people and think, well, they're so lucky. Bless God. Look how the Lord uses them. Yeah, well, they're, you know, they've just got a special place in God's kingdom that the Lord uses them. They don't have to worry about sickness, yet you don't see those times that they're sick. And many times it's not broadcasted, but they go through their problems. Come on, hallelujah. Only my wife knows all the things that I've dealt with in all the years that I've been pastor and been minister. It's through those times that you don't, you know, you've may not, you've seen me at my best because when I came, I put a smile on my face and I went ahead by the Lord's help. Come on. But it was her that had to deal with it after we got home. Come on. She was my encourager. She's been my best friend all of these years to stand beside me as pastor, as minister, and encourage me when I was in trouble. And Lord, behold, help us that neither one of us, that both of us got down at the same time. We've been encouragers to one another. And that's what we are to be in the church. We're to encourage one another. I'm, oh, hallelujah. He said, am I my brother's keeper? I believe it was hallelujah. When it came that said that, am I, oh, but I am my brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. I am to encourage one another. Oh, the strong is to lift up the weak. Come on. Hallelujah. None of us sort of have to go through anything alone. There ought to be somebody by our side that's walking with not just Jesus, but there ought to be some Christians that'll come in here and say, hey, you won't have to walk alone. I'll walk with you. I'll walk with you through this trial. I'll walk with you through this trouble. You're not alone. You've got people with you. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. No one should have to worship alone. No one should have to run the aisles alone. I believe we got preached to Friday night. What a great message. That we need to worship it. We all ought to do it together. It makes for a better service. God comes in our midst when we entertain him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we've laid a format and hopefully we can minister on this because there is three things
that Paul had to deal with before he accepted the thorn. The thorn. Three things he dealt with. And three things that you and I deal with in our everyday life before we can actually accept what God has got for us, even if it be a thorn. The first thing that he dealt with was frustration. There was given to me, he says, a thorn in the flesh. The phrase there that he uses, given to me. Amen. And it'd be hard to say this, but I'm going to tell you, sometimes we've got to realize that God does all things for our good. Paul seen, but he still wanted to pray. He said, he uses this very clear words, there was given to me as, and if you look up that word given, it means as a favor or a gift. Paul said, there was a favor given to me, a thorn in the flesh. Come on, I don't know many of us that think that thorn was a gift. But Paul says, it was given to me as a gift, a thorn in the flesh. He said it was given to me. And he even lets us know who delivered it. He said, he uses the phrase, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Come on. For this thing, he said, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Ho, ho. Glory. We really have no idea what the thorn was. The Bible does not let us know. Yet we know if Paul was under great pressure. Otherwise, he would have not asked the Lord three times to take it away. How many times have you sought the Lord for something in your life that he would just take it away and wipe it away and it never did happen. It just it seemed like it was not going to come. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then we, we question Amen. Why would a man of such great faith as Paul be chosen to bear this thorn? Amen. And many of us would say, now, come on, God. This is your chosen. Yeah, yeah come on. We've probably told him that a few times. The Lord, hey, I'm your child. What do, what do you mean giving me this thorn? What do, you, what do you mean passing this thing to me? Why didn't you? Oh, yeah, come on. Yeah, let's go there. How about those people that live like the devil? Come on. How come, Lord, they're doing so well, and here I am. I've got this thorn in the flesh that you've given me, and you count that as a gift to me. Why didn't you give it to one of them? Come on now. I know you've questioned God like that. Paul was probably in that place that he was questioning God. Hey, Lord, I've done all these things, miracles and signs and wonders, and I've obeyed you, Lord. I've been shipwrecked. Come on. I've, I've had stripes put on my back. Why, Lord? Why, why, why? Been there? Glory. Hallelujah. He calls it a messenger of Satan. Hallelujah. It seems Paul thought it more as a handicapped than a blessing to his ministry. If only the pressure would let up. Come on, how many? How many have said that? If only it let up, yeah. If only the test would pass. Come on. I don't mind the test. I just want it to get out of the way real quick, Lord. Just, just don't let it stay too long, you know. If, if only the trial would pass. Come on. I don't mind the trial, Lord. I just don't want it to last long. Oh, glory. If only, if only, if only, Lord, don't understand God, but if only, Lord, you groan, you pray, you fret, but there's no let up. 
In this experience, there is only, there is not only pressure, but in Paul's case, and many times in our case, it's persistent. It keeps on. It don't get better. In fact, it seems like the longer we pray, the worse it gets. Say, man, every time, here here I am. I I tell you that we got a a couple set in our midst. Brother Mike, Sister Brenda probably, you know, they've come to God and it seems like everything ought to get better and it seems like the longer they live for God and the more precious they are in his house that the more the devil attacks. Come on, church. It just keeps growing persistent. But I'm going to tell you that there is a time that God says it is enough. Oh. Oh. Oh, disappointment disciplined Paul it taught him to keep on praying and keep on seeking even in the midst of the worst of the thorn can I say he sought the Lord three times for this thorn to depart from him listen to his strong words I besought the Lord thrice that word besought means to call to one side He literally called for heaven's comforters to come to his aid. Come on. He was in a place that I'm I'm calling for the angels to come down and and to wrap their arms around me. I'm calling for heaven's uh, angels to come down and put a wall of protection about me. You ever done it? Hey, Lord, I need the comforter. I need the angels. I need you, Lord, to come to my side. Glory. I can't make it. I've gone as far as I can go, Lord, and you're going to have to do something how many times have we prayed it and cried hallelujah in his mind it had to go he's a man of God it had to go he's praying fervently that it would leave brother James it's got to go he I've come against this time after time it's got to go but yeah now it's me you ever found out it's harder to pray for you than everybody else it seems like your prayers is always answered when you pray for somebody else, but when you pray for yourself. Why is that? Oh, Jesus. I imagine Paul was asking that question. Why me, Lord? <laughs> mm, glory. Hallelujah. He's calling heaven's comforters to come to his aid. In his mind, it had to go, yet it didn't. What frustration. A man of God. Here I am. I've prayed for thousands of others. And Lord, you've healed them. And you've done all these kinds of miracles in my life. Why, God? Why? And then the answer comes, maybe in a still small voice. And the Lord says, lest you be exalted. I don't want pride to enter, Paul. You, you, you've had a lot of victories in your life, but you could easily be overtaken by pride because my, my ministry's been great. Lord, you've done great things through me. If we don't watch it, we can get built up in ourselves and think, man, look what I've done. Well, it wasn't him that done it, but the God in him. We've got to understand and give that glory to God. Lest you be exalted, he says. And the prayer ceased after he asked the Lord three times. But the pressure continued. The pressure did not just quit. It continued. Could it be, saints, that we are asking God to take something out of our life that he has no intention of removing? (laughs) Notice Paul's frustration just kept on. But I want to tell you, the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for thee. 
He said, I'm not going to remove the thorn, Paul. I'm just going to give you the grace to stand. Come on, church. What we're dealing with, the Lord may not ever remove, but he said, I'm going to give you enough grace that the grace is going to overshadow the thorn. Oh, it's still going to hurt, but I'm going to give you enough grace to stand, and I'm still going to give you something to stand on, that my grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. Glory. And I'm hoping this morning that through this, we as Paul, Paul's frustration gave way to revelation. Number two point. Revelation. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Not in strength, but in weakness. Hallelujah. To Paul, this thorn was a hindrance, but to God, it was a valuable gift as long as the pressure of the thorn persisted, Paul never could be proud because he was always pricked by the thorn, Brother Terry, that let him know that it was a God-given thing, but it was also a God that was given the grace, amen, to keep on overcoming. You ever thought about overcoming the thorn, even within your body, that you can still overcome the thorn? You can still walk with the Lord? It does not have to take you over that you do have the power through Christ Jesus, my Lord, to overtake the thorn. And it may still be there, but it don't keep me from worshiping anymore, Brother Terry. Come on, it don't keep me from witnessing to others. It don't keep me praying for others and them to be healed. Come on, even though I can't get healed myself of this thorn, let me tell you, it's valuable. If it'll keep me humble, if it'll keep pride from building up in me, then thank God for the thorn. Hallelujah. It's a God thing. Ha, 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 ha. Woo, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost in here. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God for the thorn. Paul says it's beneficial to me. I've learned to live with it. Woo. Glory. How many times have you had to say that? So, well, Lord, I've just learned to live with it. It's just a fact of life. It's just going to be there, and I'm going to go ahead and praise God anyway. I'm going to live for God anyway. I'm not going to backslide just because I got a thorn. Hallelujah. He realized that he was always in need of God because he'd feel that little prick of the thorn. See, the truth is God can't use the proud. He wants the humble. Yeah. It's time to stop praying and start listening for the voice of God. Mm-hmm. So it's time to stop praying and start listening for the voice of God, because he's got something to say to you while the thorn is pricking you. Oh, oh yes, Jesus. Ha, may, God may be telling you the pressure is going to go on. You're not going to get away from the pressure. <laughs> but he said, I'm going to make provisions for you. Hallelujah, to bear the pain. I'm going I'm to allow you. I'm going to make it possible that you can bear the pain. I'm not saying there's times he don't take away the pain because I remember with the burnt hand from the very first day that it was burnt. It burnt. Oh, boy, did it burn. After I got that thing burnt, man, it started swelling up. Hey, man, Sister McGee and I went that little first church and we run 
cold water over that thing. Oh, but Brother Terry, as soon as we crawled in the car and sat down, she's getting ready to take me to Wabash General Hospital for that burnt hand. We gathered hands and we prayed, God, you can take the pain away from that day forward. I'm going to tell you that did not have one pain in that hand, not one. Nobody could understand it. My friends, everybody said, you, you, you've probably burnt the nerves, but I didn't. I could still write with that hand, even with it swollen. Oh, yes, I could. I could still feel the pen. I said, I'm going to tell you, it's a God thing. It's a God thing. <laughs> this is, it took me a little bit, Brother Terry, but I finally realized that it was just a, a thorn. It was just something to, to just try to distract me. But let me tell you, it never kept me from preaching the word. Come on. I went to church just like I always went to church. I went to work till they took me off from work. You didn't want that to, to bust and to get an infection in it. Oh, yeah, come on. Yeah, working around all that coal and stuff, the power plant. Don't want no dirt to get in that. And they took me out of that atmosphere. But I'm going to tell you, God never did take his hand off of me and bring the pain back. Come on. He, he made it possible to bear the thorn. Ha, ha, ha. I never did worry about it. Even when they said, you need skin graphing. My doctor looked at it the second time. He said, I'm sending you. you need, you're going to need skin graphing. In all of that, on my way, I never once, come on, faltered and thought that God wasn't going to do something. Because by the time I got there, it's already started healing. I'm telling you what God does. He gave me the strength to bear the thorn. You know why? He wanted to, it wasn't just a healing. The, come on, the, there, there's healings and there's miracles. It was not one of them that God just laid his hands on it and it became whole all at once. But he let my doctors and he watched, he watched the surgeon as he took the bandage off and, and he didn't understand how it could heal so fast. I said, I'm telling you. He said, you're a fast healer. I said, no, but the God I serve is a fast healer. He can do it. How? Oh, we went back to my normal doctor and we watched him every time I'd go back. My nurse, Sister McGee, is a witness. My nurse would say, I, she'd go out in the hall. She'd, she'd go tell the doctor. You could hear him talking. Say, I've never seen anything like this before in my life. You know why? It's God. It's not me, church. We got to understand. I got to stay humble. Give God all the glory. The thorn is for him. I must hurry up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to listen for God. The pressure's going to stay. Hallelujah. But he's going to make provisions for you to bear the pain. And then, when your frustration has passed to revelation, then you're ready for a transformation. Paul, after he went through the frustration. Hallelujah. And after he had went through, amen, the revelation, he said, I, I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to be transformed by this thorn. This, this, oh, this trial became a blessing. I believe there's a song like that. Glory, this trial has become a blessing. So he became transformed. 2 Corinthians 12 and verse number 10. Amen. It reads like this. Therefore, he says, now notice the difference. 
you know, before he's asking God to take it away. He's asking the Lord to deliver him. But all at once, Paul has, has become transformed by it. He says, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. You know why? Because after I become weak, then the Lord, he can't do nothing with the strong. Come on. And them that thinks they've got it all together, he can't do nothing for them. But I'm going to tell you, when you become to the place, you say, Lord, I've gone as far as I've got can go. I can't do anymore. I can't take anymore. The Lord said, I can do something with that humbleness. I can take care of this problem. Ah, my grace is sufficient for thee. I will help thee. You don't have to worry about it. I'm going to come along and I'm going to give you the grace you need. Hallelujah to stand the thorn. Oh. Glory. Hallelujah. Got to learn to accept the thorn. A willing vessel. Oh, Jesus. Oh, what a change of attitude when revelation comes. Oh, praise God. First, God wants to transform your weakness into his strength. How many... Wants to see him strength. How many wants to see him, his strength manifested in us? Oh, glory. I've seen my weakness. I've seen it. I, I'm, I daily see my weakness. But when I come so weak and can't seem to get by, then the Lord answers my need. Sister McGee and I was over here at church, and I can't tell you how long we prayed. We prayed last night. I don't know. We finally went home. Amen. But after we got home, we still praying. You know why? Because it was my son. If it was your son, he was headed down to do. I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, he's on business for the king. This isn't just for him. This is not for us, but it's for you, Lord. I started petitioning the Lord. Oh, my wife said, well, I'm going to go to bed, dear. I, I don't think I can sleep, but I'm going to go to bed. And she went to bed, and a little while I went to bed, and we finally fell off to sleep. And I, I don't know, some in three hours, just about in the three, three o'clock, that's, of course, that's morning watch for me, but a little after three this morning, the Lord woke me up out of a deep sleep. I mean, just, and, and, and I didn't just come awake real fast. I was still kind of about half asleep, and, and, and something just spoke to me and said, you need to go pray. Pray for your son again. So I, I, I slipped out of bed and I went to my office and I began to rebuke the devil. Come on, and all his imps. Come on, I rebuke. Oh, yeah. I began to rebuke sickness. Come on, and high fever and infections surround the family. Keep them from it, Lord. And I stayed there until I felt the prayer had done what had done its work. I held the word of God in my hands and I said, Lord, I claim every promise in this book. Come on, because it's a father's good pleasure to give his children. The Bible said their needs. If you ask for bread, he will not give you a stone. He cares for you. He's going to take care of the thorn. He's going to make provisions for you. You're not going to have to worry about it. My grace is sufficient. It's enough. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. The very thing that Satan brought to discourage Paul became an encouragement to him. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. I believe it's almost like the dear old black lady that was praying in her house. Food had become scarce and didn't seem like she could get an answer. No, no food. It's a hot summer day. She had her windows open. She was praying for God to send the blessing of food just to feed her. A couple young men happened to hear in the neighborhood. They thought, we'll just, it's, it's just, we'll just, we'll just, you know, we'll make her think her prayer was answered. So they took some food, knocked on her door. She answered the door. Said, here, miss, said, said, you know, we, we, we just heard you praying. We, we thought we'd just kind of, you know, we'd let your prayer be answered. So we just brought you some food. She said, that's all right. God sent it. The devil might have brought it, but God sent it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you something. Hallelujah. Paul come to that place. He thought, I know God sent it. The devil might have brought it. It was Satan. It was, it was, it was Satan that brought it. It's his, it's his doings. He's the one that brought it, but God sent it. So if God sent it, He's going to manifest enough grace for me to be taken care of. My grace is sufficient, Paul. Don't worry about the thorn. I'll take care of the thorn. My grace is sufficient for thee. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Became an encouragement to him. Satan thought, I'll take him down. Bless God, I'll do it. There was, I'm going to tell you something. I'm about to close. Man, I'm about to close. Brother Terry, if you could come and maybe get me a song ready. I'm, a, I, I'm just going to draw this morning on you just for a minute before I open this altar. I want to tell you, there was nothing pretty about the thorns that Jesus bore. Nothing pretty about it. But at the same time, those thorns brought salvation to every one of us sitting in this place. If it wasn't for the thorns, there would have never been a salvation. No thorn is pleasant. No Gethsemane is easy. But there can be no resurrection without a Calvary. The problems you're going through, the thorn that you're facing right now, it may still prick you, but I want you to know there's a God that says, my grace is sufficient for thee. And what you're going through, I'm going to give you strength to bear the thorn. Because I'm in charge. The devil might have brought it, but I sent it for your good. For your good pleasure, really. Every time there's a thorn, and you let God have his way in it, there is always an uplifting to another spot. 
through every trial, at the end of that trial, there's always a blessing. Every time. Hallelujah. Could we stand this morning? Accepting the thorn. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.